Welcome to Speaking Highly with John Huck. I am your host, John Huck. With me until wild horses drag him away is Indy Fawcett. Dude, I, I love these intros. You're, you're like you're setting up a precedent for these each week. And I think, it, you know, you, you get to flex your comedy muscle each week. And I think you, you hit it out of the park for that one, for sure. Well, that's good because that was that was improv. I'll be honest. Uh, but I will say maybe I should write some of these down, have a list so that I don't repeat myself. Yes. And, and that you get a different intro every time. I because that's it. the beauty of it. this show is that the show is different every time. Because every time while we're celebrating what's great, everything we're celebrating differs. Movies, people, ideals, you know, planets, whatever. Yeah. It's uh, kind of like, like a podcast about your head. You always have random thoughts coming out through the day. We're just selecting one of them and doing a podcast about it where we could shine a light on it. And even though I'm trying to shine a light and being specific about one thing, my mind also goes all over the place and I randomly talk about nonsense. So. There's that too, which is very much That's like you just said, like, tune in for. like a human mind. Yeah. This podcast is like a human mind with a positive spin because <laughs> this podcast doesn't hate you like your mind. No might. negative self-talk on this. No on this negative podcast. self-talk. You, if, you're, if you're watching and listening to this, you're worth it. Trust yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, today, we are talking about the movie Cool Runnings. Yes. A oh my God. 1993 release with a runtime of one hour, 38 minutes, a PG rating, a Disney movie with a PG rating mm. because they say the word asshole. Ah. One guy smokes a cigarette, a Eastern European guy smokes a cigarette, and I think that's it. That might Those might be the only two <laughs> yeah, things that I could sure. see giving it a PG yeah. rating because it's a very innocuous, positive, fun, friendly movie, you know? Yeah. Um, it's it's an under it's a movie about the Jamaican bobsled team from the 1988 Winter Olympics. It's a legitimate story that happened that Hollywood took some massive liberties with, but to this day is considered one of the top ten underdog sports movies of all time. It's listed up there with Rudy, with The Natural, with Hoosiers. Um, you know, Sandlot, I would equate it to, even though that's not like a pro setting. Um, yeah, I mean, those movies resonate with people. People love an underdog. And at that time, we the 1980 Olympics, I remember only because of the Jamaican bobsled team and then one lunatic from, I think, Philly, who was a ski jumper alky or something mm -hmm. who made the olympics and was like ah that fucking idiot can do it but the jamaican bobsled team was comical i mean all we knew about jamaica in the midwest was that it was hot a lot of beaches not yeah. a lot of pale people and yeah. everybody smoked weed that's all we knew that's yeah. all we knew and that's i mean some of that is true it's hot People smoke weed. It's Jamaica. What do you want? But, um, but these guys really put together a bobsled team, and not didn't didn't just uh, compete in the Olympics. They got the seventh best time, and they were able to. They're the to this day, I think they're the only Jamaican athletes, team or individual, to compete in the Winter Olympics. Interesting. Which yeah is Winter, very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, they don't have any. I mean, first of all, the Winter Olympics are weird. There are some bizarre events. Like, what is the one where you ski and then shoot a gun? What? That's an, that's oh. a, like an event in the Olympics. I don't know that and, one, but I've been missing out. That's not awesome. really. It's pretty <laughs> fucking boring. I mean, <laughs> I can't imagine that being a thing. They're not making any movies about that. I'll I'll say that. It's right. not yeah. it, it's not downhill skiing, it's cross country skiing and then a rifle, like marksmanship, not like you <laughs> shoot all these cans, but like a target. It's just I just never, I I've watched it. Yeah. Dude, I'd rather watch uh I, curling is far more entertaining. Yeah. Oh yeah. Legitimately. Sweet. Yeah. But so the Jamaican bobsled team, that is, it sounds like an oxymoron. It sounds like something that's not possible. You know, right. bobsledding, you need snow, you need ice. But these guys put together a team and, you know, uh, the guy who directed it, John Turtletraub, um, he, I don't know too much about him. I looked him up. He, his dad worked on Sanford and Son, and then uh -huh. he just directed an anti-Trump commercial for the Lincoln campaign. He's been directing this whole time. He's been directing movies nonstop. Oh, wow. I mean, he, this, so this guy is still an active dude. Seems like he's all right. Seems like a good guy. Um, he directed the Meg in 2018, which is, uh, oh, wow. like I'm going to see every shark movie ever made. You make a shark movie. I will see it. I don't care how bad it is. I love the Meg. Uh, so yeah, he, he's kind of got, he has his career and then they kind of hire non famous dudes to play yeah. the bobsledders. I mean, you know, Rawl that we'll get into his story. He wasn't even allowed to audition he was a he was a reader he was helping people with their accents and then they were like you know what you're the guy you're the guy for us like at first he didn't have enough credit and then they were like yeah actually you're pretty good at this That's awesome. and then the other guys were kind of found their start with there you know and then john candy being the heavy hitter the guy who brought eyes to the movie like your parents love john candy so they were of like, course. of course we'll watch this movie. John Candy's in it. That's yeah. how people in general, I think, feel about John Candy. They're, you'd be hard-pressed to show me a movie or to tell me about a movie. Hey, do you want to watch this? And then John Candy being one of the people in it, me going, nah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. If he's in you it, I want to see at time. least what he does. At least let me see what he does. Right, right. But he, yeah. but he, plays, it, he plays that movie fairly realistic. He is not a jokey guy. And as, as our guest today, Raul D Lewis, who is a, a cast member of the movie, cool runnings. Um, he, he plays the guy who trips everybody in the beginning that causes them to need to go to the Olympics as bobsledders, which is not the true story. <laughs> there was we'll no track event. Yeah. There was none of that. Um, what I read was two American guys, saw push cart race and then put together a bobsled team. The training in the movie is hilarious. They train in a big, oh my God, yeah. like a tub that and they great. put wheels on it. They're going down a, a dirt road. When asked about that, the, the main guy who was part of the team in real life laughed and he was like, of course we didn't train like that. That has nothing to do with bobsledding. <laughs> You'd be an asshole if that yeah. was your training regiment to go bobsledding. He goes, as much as the movie isn't real, the pe people of Jamaica, people from that, they they still love it. It's inspiring. Yeah. 
it's funny in a in a heartfelt way, in a real way, not in a slap. I mean, yes, it's slapsticky. They're in Jamaica. They're trying to be bobsledders, but there's just there's more to it. If they were trying to make clowns of these guys, the movie wouldn't have worked. Oh, it could have these easily guys gone are, that. Yeah, could have easily gone that yeah. way. I mean, I think John Candy brought a uh, 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 a quiet but you know leading uh, element to that to the movie that didn't. Uh, 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 caricaturize these these people. It humanized them in that, you know, everybody's going to think you're not going to win. Every and it, but it doesn't even matter that you do, or not. You, you know what I mean? It's That's the it. it's the fact that you can actually make it happen through seemingly impossible odds, right? Impossible odds, and and yeah. and I like what you said. It's not. Because the team didn't, they didn't place. In the movie, they didn't get a gold medal. In real life, they didn't get a gold medal. Right. Or a silver or a bronze. They crashed yeah. in their final run. But like you said, by just showing up and yeah. having some heart and putting a little bit of love in there, they were able to accomplish something that was seemingly impossible. I mean, there right. are announcers in the movie talking as they're like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. That's legitimately how people were. They were like, yeah. we watched that to get a good chuckle. Like, how bad is this going to be? Fucking people who've never seen <laughs> snow are going to race at a thousand miles an hour down an icy chute. Like, that's insanity. Yeah. And yeah. it was inspiring. And when you see, it's about showing up and doing what you can. And when you put heart into anything, People can see that. People know. People understand, and people feel it. And it, it's an uplifting story for the Jamaican people. I mean, it's an uplifting story for all the actors involved. It launched careers, you know. Um, and to this day, like Rawl even talks about, it's one of the best things he's done. He doesn't mind talking about it. Still, he doesn't mind when people want to talk about it. Like I've known him for a long enough time. He could have told me. He was sick of doing talking about the movie, didn't want to do the podcast, and we could right. talk about something else. I would have totally understood that. There are actors who want to do a project and then move on. They're not the people in the movie. They don't want to be the people in the yeah. movie. They want to keep acting. And as does Rawl, he's not looking to monetize being in that movie fucking 25 years later or whatever. He... It still works, but it's like a it's like right. one of those things when you work on something that means that much to people. The only reason it means that much to people is because there was so much put into it. You know, right. if again, if they made them clowns in a clown car and it was just about ha ha, look at black people try to do white people sports. Blah blah. If it was that, right, right, no one would fucking care. No yeah, one would and, fucking care. You know, the, there definitely is a, a you know an element of that in the you know the antagonist of the film where. You know, be you know, it's not explicit, but it's definitely implicit. Where they're like, they yeah, these these people, it's just like no. It's a record <laughs> like, scratch moment. It's a record scratch yeah, moment when yeah. they first show up, and then all the Eastern Europeans, right? Yeah, but, but I definitely think movies in that era, it was so easy for them to be tone deaf to now's uh, tone. Where like you can watch a lot of films, like you know, can't think of one off the top of my head, but like where you're like, okay even though this was fairly recently, even like up until like Oh five Oh three, you know, like you're still like, uh, we're still perpetuating the, the dumb husband and the, and the, you know, like the, what, you know, the, the infomercials where it's all black and white and the husband's like fumbling in the blinds, you know, it's <laughs> like, like, don't be Brian Regan. 
Brian right, yeah, Regan yeah, is like, yeah, exactly. they can't, sh- they don't show, a man can't do anything in a commercial. Like, my husband put up the butt, he's caught yeah, in, I'm like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's probably, yeah that's, I remembered his bit, yeah. That's very, that's very true. Like, the, you fall into these kind of tropes and these stereotypes. Yeah. And, and they did it in that movie to the Eastern Europeans. They made them evil. Yep. You know, it's easy to hate Russia. But at the same time, they don't do anything wrong to them. They're just questioning why they're there. And in real life, the truest thing, uh, the main guy, when he was interviewed, they were like, oh, well, how are the Eastern Europeans to you guys? Were they rude? Were they mean? Was that? I mean, that was part of the movie. And he laughed. He's like, dude, nobody doesn't like Jamaica. <laughs> nobody right, saw yeah. them nobody <laughs> saw them as a threat nobody was like i yeah. worked my whole life to be a bobsledding gold medals and these four dicks are gonna come nobody <laughs> saw that as a, they were if anything yeah. if you were a bobsledder and you'd worked your whole life to get to the olympics then you know full well uh nobody fucking watches bobsled I mean, it's not like a super popular thing right. you'd want as many eyes on the sport as you could get. And if it meant that people were focused on the the Jamaicans because it was such an odd thing, so be it. It's like getting mad when, you know, back in the day, and some people still do this, but when, when someone would get a part over me or someone would get picked for something to go acting, and I didn't, if I auditioned, I didn't get it, I'd, I'd be mad. But in, the thing is, like, if I'm standing next to that person, and everyone is looking at that person, eventually they're going to look at you. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, if right. you are worried, people aren't coming to see you do bobsledding because no one knows anything about bobsledding or gives a shit, and then all of a sudden there are people, as a team comes in that everyone is obsessed about, right. that brings more eyes to your sport. More people watch bobsledding now than they did prior to 1988. I can fucking guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. you should go on the bobsledding <laughs> podcast. The biggest one. I w- and we'll get some, I should some of go. that hotel. <laughs> Guys, I'll be on Bobsled Weekly. Uh, super good podcast. Real specific. Got about seven yeah. listeners. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's the Olympics in general are just so insane. Yeah. That Well, also, like, I, I, I was going to say um, on the, you know, uh, the Eastern Europeans in the film, like, it was it literally the whole film is an, a very interesting uh, role reversal for everybody, right? John Candy role reversal, the the four guys role reversal, uh, the people up in Canada role reversal. You know, like everybody is going, everybody is playing the hand that they never got to play. What be either be by their location, their privilege, their what what have you. Now everybody's scared, so that lends itself to. A, a, a great story you know it, it's it's uh just so rich and real know? yeah and real, real. Yeah. it's just it, and and again as silly as the way they they get to where they're going in the movie knowing that these guys did this in real life and then the guy with yeah. three weeks training hops in because somebody dropped out in real life that wasn't even in the movie in real life a guy three weeks he would happen to be in Jamaica supporting the team or no, I'm sorry, in Calgary supporting the team. He's from Jamaica. He was the cousin of the main of the driver. Wow. Had never obviously ever been on a bobsled before. Yeah. Fucking one guy drops out and they're like, Hey man, we need you to sit in the middle. He's like, okay. And they suit him up and they treat teach him how to do it in three weeks. And he's in the Olympics. Oh my God. That to me, 
talking, talk to somebody who also talk to anybody else who's been in the Olympics. It's been something they've trained their whole life for. Yeah. It's been something that since birth, their parents are like, you're going to be an Olympic athlete. We're going to take you ice skating every fucking morning. You can forget about friends. You can forget about school. You can forget about <laughs> being a normal kid. You're Michael Phelps. You're going to have 42 pancakes for breakfast, right. and you're going to go swim 36 miles today and every day until you win 47 gold medals. I mean, the pressure and the and the pressure for what? I mean, you you best case scenario. Best case scenario, you're Michael Phelps. Best case, and you win all these gold medals, and you get a shit ton of endorsement deals. But no one's like, hey, man, can you come to my company and swim professionally for the next 30 years? Like, There's no no stability or anything. There's no... You hope that you make the money, but but for most athletes, that's not how it goes. That's so rare. Yeah, I I definitely... You know, you you mentioned this on another podcast. Perhaps it hasn't been released yet. Perhaps it has. We don't know. Uh, But, you know, like you were mentioning, like the Who concert, where, you know, the drummer collapsed from being Passes drunk out. or what have you. Yeah. yeah. And the guy from the crowd turns out to be just as good and it's and I the can show play went the drums. Off. Yeah, I'll do it. And you're just like uh, But then well, but that guy try. never played drums with the Who again. He he didn't yeah, like start right. a band and then go get famous. He had that one it's just day. It's a great that's, story. Right. Yeah. It's a great story and that's Yeah. But that's like one day of that guy's life where I feel like the Olympics is like your great story is like I want a bronze or a silver or a gold. And then right. after that, I went home and got my job selling cars or in the insurance business or whatever it is. You know, it's like you can't go on. Right. There's no a lot of professionalism doesn't unless you're going to be an Olympic commentator or a yeah. coach in that sport. Well, like the, go on the cool, the cool runnings. Shit. Right. Like the cool running story itself is like. Without the movie, like the the story of, of it as it happened in real life, they had to alter it because it was too, uh, too good to be true. You know, like nobody's going to believe what actually happened. <laughs> like, yeah. it's so interesting. Yeah. Like, it's that monumental of, 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 uh, you know, uh, sports history where the movie isn't even as great as actually what happened. And the movie's great. It's like, they, yeah, they yeah. sensationalize it, but still, it's not as impressive right. as what those dudes actually did yeah. to not just compete. In, and again, I guess if it was a one and done, if they were only in that one olympics it would yeah. it might not have it might not as be it oh god i can't speak it might not have <laughs> might been not as be. a, love it as 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 um monumental the movie you know what i mean right. if they had never come back or or that was it but i feel like because we know the movie came out in 93 they'd already been back they were back in 92 right. they're back in 94 like they they were we'd already knew that they were a competing element for the winter Olympics as far as far out as we knew was going to be, yeah. you know, it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't a one and done. So the, the, the inspiration also it's, it's showing everything happens with one foot in front of the other. You got to take the steps. If they don't yeah. make those sacrifices and do that thing, there is no more Olympic bobsledding coming out of Jamaica ever. Right. You know, probably, yeah, exactly. you know, I mean, I can't say ever cause I don't know, but for the most part, it would have taken a long time for some other crazy person to go, Hey man, why don't we start a bot? You know what I mean? It's just so out of the ordinary for that area and the situation that they had. Um, And again, like you remember Mary Lou Retton, Michael Phelps, Gabby Douglas, and that chick who didn't smile that those are the people I remember from the Olympics. And those are none of those people were in the winter Olympics. Lindsay Vaughn, I think maybe competed in the winter Olympics. Sean white. I could tell you snowboarders. Oh yeah. Sean white. You know, but, but that's modern. about it. Yeah. I mean, that's again, very modern and snowboarding yeah. wasn't an Olympic sport back then. 
Right. Skiing it was yeah. all like downhill skiing and slalom and and again that shooting sport. Look it up. They cross country ski and then shoot a gun and then hit a tennis ball or something. I don't know. It's fucking weird. It's weird, um, but I gotta say I kind of want to try it just for like an hour. <laughs> try watching it first. If that doesn't put you to sleep, okay, then you yeah, can no, go attempt right. it. Um, what did you have any favorite sports movies growing up? Like, did you? Was there um, anything that was... favorite sport? I mean, there's always the Remember the Titans, of course. I mean, I don't know if that's a favorite sports movie, but it's definitely people uh, love that movie. Worth talk, probably worth podcast about. Um, yeah, yeah. definitely. Actually, I would say of the sports movies that I that, oh, oh, drop some uh, <laughs> of the sports movies. Uh, we'll deal with that later. Um, I mean, of the sports movies that I grew up with, I mean, it would be. Yeah, it would be what Angels in the Outfield. Uh, is that even sports? Uh, it is. The Cubs, uh, dude. It's about yeah. the Cubs, isn't it? Basketball was oh. a good one. <laughs> That's a good sports uh, movie. <laughs> basketball was great. Uh, uh, I just like it for Real Big Fish. I'm a big ska music fan. So that's, oh that, that's that they're hilarious. For real? Yeah. Oh, huge in the ska. I was in a ska band. I'm all, I'm all about the ska, man. Got it. Do you have a trumpet? I do have a trumpet. I don't play it though. <laughs> I played. I played it. I played coronet in middle school. I could play that thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was a baritone. Baritone. Uh, the one that's ooh. smaller than a tuba. Yeah. Yeah. I have a trumpet okay. just they, from random friends somehow. That is random. <laughs> I, I think random. somebody left it at my friend's house, and I took it, and then we all got jobs and had lives, and everybody forgot. Yeah. Yeah, that happens. Well, David, if you want yeah, your man, trumpet I, back. <laughs> I'm sure David's a big fan of this show. Yeah, David's like, I have got to fucking watch this podcast. Yeah. Um. Again, let's see. I've like, Our guest today, I've known Raul, fuck, um, oh, man, I want to say close to 10 years now, but it might not be that long. He is. And you know him oh, outside of the context of the film, which is interesting because I that's know him. the only context I know him. Which when you when you show me who was it, I, I googled him. I'm like, the icy pride, icy power guy. That's yeah. That's my guy. I love it. Yeah. That is really funny because I hadn't seen Cool Runnings in a very long time. Didn't remember the cast. Didn't remember anybody in it except John Candy. Yeah. And knew Raul from stand up. I met him at probably the Improv in Hollywood. We were just on shows together, and he is as you'll see undeniably friendly it's like so the guy great. smiles at you and if, if you don't know him you're still like oh hey man how are you it's like yeah oh fuck i must know this guy because he looks super like somebody i'd want to know like he looks like a nice guy it's just a fuck he's just a super yeah. good dude who got a really sweet break by being in the right place at the right time and also as we talk about uh every time we talk about a movie or a television show on this podcast Chances are, from the top down, it was done with some kind of love because the yeah. idea that this dude who didn't have enough credits, it's like he was the perfect fit. And it wasn't about getting huge names or... I mean, it might have been for some people because executives have a sweet, sweet record of just fucking everything they do up and ruining good ideas yeah. and taking dumps on things that could be worthwhile. And right. luckily Cause that's all it takes. That's all it takes is one executive to go, well, we can move John Candy out, put Nick, Nick Cage in. We'll, we'll be good. We awesome. Exactly. And, and, and that's where your well, movie goes way, 
on the pipes. Dude, and people are like, yeah. dude, I'm watching Nick Cage yell at but what is this? Like Right, yeah. And John and John Candy to his credit, this is only the this is the only two movies came out after this that he was in before he passed away, Wagons East and Canadian Bacon. And he Rawl talks about working with John Candy. I mean, the it's great. So great. It's such a, I mean, it's one of the, he's one of those guys growing up where you see him, you know, he's likable. He yep. makes you laugh and you know that if you could, you'd have a beer with him. Yeah. There's, there's came, with certain people, certain people that just have an energy about them that whether it's by will or not just shoots out of them. And, and, and Rawl is definitely that guy. For sure. Yeah, and and just yeah. his his career has been pretty fantastic. We talk about his early his early days. Uh, one thing I never got to talk with him about, he was actually on an episode of MacGyver, the original MacGyver. Oh, cool. <clears throat> but awesome. it's always like you know he's always playing like guy in boat number six back then. This is so long ago, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. um, but yeah, we have a we have a great talk, and uh, yeah, enjoy Rawl D. Lewis. No, no, that, I think I think that's good. I mean, listening to all your rules here, <laughs> rules of engagement. Well, dude, I used I literally used to do podcasts and just show up, talk, go home, and never ever think about it again. And now this guy's like, "Well, we're gonna put make video and put it on YouTube." I'm like, "Okay, so now I gotta comb my hair and wear a hat and <laughs> right, put a shirt right. on and um." No pants, though. You don't need to. Dude, you don't need pants, man. I mean, you've seen the news anchors all get busted not wearing pants. Yeah, I we're, think we're pants are, pants are like handshakes. They're like passe. We're, we're done with them. You think we're done with <laughs> yeah, pants? I think we. Pants think have gone the way of pants. the milkman and the handshake. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> the black blacksmith. The blacksmith, dude, not needed anymore. These are these are all things that maybe after the apocalypse, these might be jobs that come back and people can then go be milkmen again and be blacksmiths right. and. Those are the kind of things we might need in order to help rebuild society. <laughs> yeah, I want to be a lamplighter. I want to be wow, just the, with the thing that goes around all the tall. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Those, being the guy who lights the candles in church, but you're lighting the lights true. for the town. That's true. That's it's just like a more expanded version. Lamplighter is a, a more of a necessity and more of a practical. <laughs> after the apocalypse i mean then 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 thinking that i'm going to be an altar boy in a church somewhere and having to light candles after the apocalypse probably not going to happen i'm going to give you a quick intro uh because people first of all people already know who uh, i'm talking to but very funny stand-up comedian which is how i met you was doing stand-up comedy uh right, right. host of the stop drop and roll podcast which is new, correct? <laughs> right, that uh, is correct. Yeah, from, sp sp <laughs> this was, your IMDb made me laugh so hard. Spy Hard, Tracy Takes On, and <laughs> and the movie we're talking about today, Cool Runnings, of course, right, right. Raw D. Lewis. And how are you, man? You know what? You're, you're a friend. You just call me uh, Raw D. Lewis the first. Yeah, well, it's, pr it's important <laughs> that people know the middle initial is there. Because, yeah, but if you go, but if you say Raul Lewis, if you look that up, a right. very famous cricket player. Exactly. Like, but, and this isn't, this isn't. <laughs> you get it. Uh, I hope this isn't 
you guys could be related, meaning big smiles. Like you guys, right. like that. That's all I mean. Like I, it, I, I looked at him. Like could yeah. be a cousin. Could be, you know, could be like a family name. But he also, I don't think, has an E at the end of his name. His first no, I name. I think he did. I oh, he, he did. Because because I keep getting the the Google updates. Because you know Google sends you this, these things, and it says, "Oh, you, uh, Raul <laughs> Lewis is, you know, he scored twenty-seven runs or whatever." <laughs> they send you info based on his career. They think I'm him, so and they're I'm like, sure "He's he's getting updates on, you know, he, I performed it, you know." <laughs> hey, you were at the Flappers <laughs> on uh, Tuesday. How'd you get there from India? That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if he's from India. He just plays cricket, so I assume that's such an Indian sport. I don't know. It's Guyana. It's it's a British colony sport. So oh, okay. Like, okay. Whoever they colonize, they're like not only we colonize, you play our sports. You will then, learn. You will learn all our our extracurricular our activities. Boring sports. <laughs> cricket. I've tried. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm like a rabid baseball fan, and when people say baseball is boring, right. I kind of I chuckle. Like, okay. That's that's an opinion, and also if you just right. if you're not paying attention to the nuance of the game, I can see how it would be boring. But cricket, right. man, I don't I don't think I should just basically I should watch a game with a set of the rules pulled up on my computer or something because no, I feel no like, one no one has time. It's you, you your your instincts are correct. But that's, <laughs> as much time as we have, pandemic yeah. being locked down, I still feel like I don't have time for that. No. I really don't. I was like, nah, dude, I can't do that. I can't. That's do how that. boring cricket is. Even in the pandemic, you're like, you're binge watching, like, you know. I'm watching know, right now. I'm watching The beast. Crown. Okay, so I have this right. is. I'm already outside of my comfort zone of television. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh look, a thing about the royal family. I'm like, right. Wow, a bunch of useless <laughs> rich white people <laughs> from Britain. But I I'm into cricket- it now. Now I'm into it. Sorry, go ahead. I think cricket. No, I was gonna say I think cricket was a punishment. I didn't realize. I don't think it was a real game. It I started it in Australia as on the pr- prison colony. Yeah, for the penal colonists, they're like, "Here's," and then we're gonna force you to play this stupid game. <laughs> cricket is a punishment. I guarantee there must be, and this is we're, we're obviously it's a very American centric viewpoint to 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 dislike cricket or not understand it, Amen. but but people, it's got to be popular, right? I mean, it has to be a a world. <laughs> a worldwide sport because they have the playoffs are big. The world cricket thing is big or whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know why the, the fuck cricket, we're talking about cricket for so long. The cricket world cup. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it is. Well, it's a world cup, right? Next, that's my next movie. The, the Jamaican cricket team. <laughs> Your whole career is just like odd teams that came out of Jamaica to make it, to make good. Um, real quick, dude, you have been, if anyone's not familiar with Rawl and you want to hear more from him, like again, check out his podcast, but also he's been on Hollywood Anonymous, which was a podcast I had before this, where we kind of talked more in depth about his, all of his life and just kind of his, how he came up and where he's from. And, and that it's all, it's all very, it's all very interesting right now though. I just, again, I checked out your IMDB real quick and I don't, I can't remember if we talked about this last time. Your first credited acting role took place a year before the 1988 Olympics. You were gang member number three on an episode <laughs> of Hill Street Fucking Blues. <laughs> Hill Street Blues, if anybody is listening and has no idea what I'm talking about, was the cop drama of the decade. 
It was the it was the what do you call it the the first realistic type. It was it predated the wire. It 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 yes. it, it paved the way for NYPD Blue. Right. Um. It 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 made it was gritty. It showed cops not always being squeaky clean good guys. Right, right. It it kind of tried to show the underbelly. And even then, even when you go back and watch those shows now, I was a huge NYPD Blue fan. You go back and watch those shows now, mm. they still, as they're pretending they're getting better with <laughs> racial profiling, with all the things that are a clear and present right. problem in law enforcement, it's just, uh, they're just, they really did always try to paint them in a good light. I mean, yes, they were gritty. Right. Oh, this guy, he's undercover. He might've done a bump of cocaine, but also he's got a heart of gold. You know what I mean? He was never <laughs> a piece of shit through and through, which is right, right. Uh, obviously the make-believe TV that we, the land that we live in. Um, um, but I, I think that's fantastic, dude. I, I, if I was, I'm not sure if that's me. I think that might be that cricket guy. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Are you being serious? You got a wrong credit because Hill Street Blues is pretty badass. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna keep that credit, <laughs> even if it's wrong. <laughs> even if it's wrong, <laughs> dude. So that was '87. Then '88, the um, Winter Olympics happen, and that is a story that I, I don't know if we're, how similar we are in age, but I remember that story vividly. Mm. I remember chuckling laughing oh ha of right. a, a jamaican bobsled team because i i don't know if it was the same winter olympics or the winter olympics before that or maybe at, i just i have a memory uh growing up of a guy named eddie eagle eddie eagle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that he was the same one was the same olympics okay so olympics. it was it was a it, it it was the first winter olympics in my that is still in my memory you know what i mean that is that i right, watched right, and was right. like oh cool this eddie the eagle guy literally was like a booze bag from Wisconsin or whatever he was from Philadelphia. I don't know. I can't remember, but like he was a downhill yeah, well, skier. He, he went for distance. He jumped, he did that, but he was all over the place. He, he, yeah. every time he landed, it was like a yard sale. He never, <laughs> he never like was any good, but somehow he qualified because my guess is the people in that division also were terrible and he just right, had right. a, had a good day. Right. Um, but that, but that Olympics brought out Eddie the Eagle and then, which is, is a, is, is a comical story. And I think because it was a one-off for that guy in the long run, right. not as, not as talked about, not as well known and not really, not really inspirational by any means. It was like, Oh, <laughs> if you fucking act like a dick, as long as this guy and keep jumping, you might make the, I mean, that wasn't a, it, there was no real story there. Whereas the Jamaican bobsled team was something that. Again, I'm a Midwest kid, white through and through, dude. It's, every winter was a lot of snow. Yeah. All I knew about Jamaica in 1988 was um, huge joints and dreadlocks <laughs> and then the hats. I didn't, in 88, I'm going to say I wasn't even necessarily listening to Bob Marley yet. You know, right, right. there was just, there was a lot of stuff that just knowing I just, it's hot, it's sunny, they don't get winter. What the fuck are they going to do with a bobsled? <laughs> do you remember that? Was that is that a vivid? I, yeah, it's so funny because I mean, before I was even in the movie, I kind of did the same thing as you. I kind of laughed at it, even though I'm from the Caribbean. So it was even, even more, more so. I would guess it was more ridiculous. You I can look like, out your window and go, dude, where? Well, how are you practicing? Yeah, it was like I'm like, come on, this is fun, but it was still hilarious to me the idea of it. And then when I like, I don't think I, I actually don't even think I remember seeing 
what happened to them. I don't, yeah, I don't, the crash, I, I don't remember. Watching that. Yeah. Because I don't think we watched Winter Olympics that much. I don't think it was a big thing in our, our list. I got to think, were you still, were you, st you hadn't moved here yet in 88? I think that's right around when I moved here. Okay. Wait, wait, so hold on a second. No, no, no. Yes, I had moved here. I moved here. I moved here in, in 85. Okay. The year the Bears won the Super Bowl. 85, 86. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Wait, I'm trying to remember when I moved to the States. I'm sure I could check my passport. Well, my but guess is like, if you... It was like, it was 80, 85, I think. Yeah. Because then, I mean, two years later, Hill Street Blues. Oh, right, right. You know, and then, <laughs> and then again, this happens. And by 1993, they've made the movie about it, you know. Um, but I just, I was just curious if that was, I mean, you remember that and, and even though it was comical and this is what I think is, is the difference of the Eddie, the Eagle story and the bobsled story is that even though the, the concept is comical, the fact that they showed up for, for real, but beyond not the movie, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. actual legitimate story, they showed up, they competed. One of the guys only had three days or three weeks to learn how to right. to do it. I mean, it's not like a super easy thing. It does take a lot of athleticism, but then to get the seventh fastest time and then to actually not just, it wasn't a one-off. They came back. Winter Olympics, right. they were the first Jamaican team of any kind in the Winter Olympics. Right, and, it's, and to this day, they're still like training. They've still been coming back every Olympics after that. Yes, yeah. and and So that's crazy. And eventually, and I don't know, I don't think they've won the gold or anything in bobsled, but if no. that's a tradition that continues, it's a numbers game at a certain point, and eventually you're going to get that perfect set of guys or right. girls or women, whatever, who, because bobsledding seems to be, it's a team sport where if you're not all doing the exact thing you're supposed to be doing, it's like you're all mm. part of the same hand kind of deal, like you're different fingers on the same hand. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, what was the... That's a good way to describe it. Is right? even doing your research. Well, just, just watching, I think it's the, when you watch the heads... Yeah, this the way they their their bodies like were you guys in the tub in the movie like I'm sure <laughs> I read <laughs> so I read an article about from one of the have you first of all have you met any of the guys who well that's what I was going to tell you is that uh, those guys that I met because one of the guys uh, that was the reason why the the guy one guy had to learn in like three weeks is because somebody dropped out like they were training together and somebody dropped out and they still they needed another guy so they got like somebody's cousin <laughs> who happened to be there right supporting the team yeah, exactly because it so was in like, calgary why the fuck would anybody from jamaica just be in calgary all of a sudden <laughs> that's insane <laughs> well if you've been to calgary you'll see there's a lot of jamaican restaurants really yeah there was more jamaicans than i was expecting i wonder if that's changed last time i went there it felt like texas oh yeah yeah, that's because you probably went to the comedy club. I did. Yeah, I went to you the did, cave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Wonderful place. Um, <laughs> no comment, but <laughs> keep it positive. Keep keep it positive. <laughs> um, it's not a lie if you believe it. No, but these guys were uh, these guys were so. I, f I thought they were so uh, inspirational. I, I think. I think we sort of overshadowed the real guys, but the real guys are actually way more heroic than us in the movie. You know, the, the people, us being the actors or the even story. I feel like the real people were even bigger than the story. I, I think that's why they were able to make the story. Uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, again, it got, 
it got a bath. It got a <clears throat> the, the true story got a Hollywood bath. It, it look you the, your character isn't. There's no guy named Senka. There's no character who tripped somebody qualifying for the Olympics. Do you know what I mean? The right, right. the things that it's very Hollywood the way they set it up and they set it up beautifully. I mean, John Candy happens to be living there. You know, Senka Senka Coffee. Dude, like that's his name. <laughs> they they showed the list Product of everyone's placement. names, and they're like, these names might look um, funny to you, and that's because these people don't really exist. Like the guys <laughs> who did this are not named this. And one of the right. dudes uh, is a motivational speaker, and I, I read an article with him. I think the, Devin. Yeah, Devin, yeah, 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 yeah. And they said, you know, have you the article they asked him, have you watched the because cr the crash in the movie, pretty legit. I mean, they used the footage of the crash. Right. right. So. He, they're like, you know, it's kind of, if you were involved, it might be hard to watch. So they ask him, have you seen it? He goes, I'm a motivational speaker, and I literally show that clip at everything I do. So I've seen it plenty of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, these these uh, it's not a far leap for this guy to be a motivational speaker. Devin, uh, who was one of the original bobsled uh, sledders, uh, he, this meeting, he was one of the ones I talked to when I was trying to figure out my character, like, how to play this thing. I was like, oh, what was it like? I was trying to get information. I was like, were you scared? Were you cold? I was like, just hit barrage of questions. Yeah. Like, was it exciting? Were you nervous? Did you think you, you know, he's like, yeah, man, it was a good thing. <laughs> like, I was like, what? <laughs> Dude, you got to give me more than that. I was like, he was so matter of fact about doing this amazing thing. I was like, oh, who are you guys? I feel like those particular guys that they happen to have assembled were just so magnanimous. You know what I mean? Like I was like, this was this was I don't know. It was pure luck, but I feel like you couldn't have assembled a better group of people to accomplish this astronomical thing. Well, you know, in in a sense, I think that that always that always plays into it. Like, you know, if you remove one piece of a puzzle, like if you take away, like as much as I yeah. don't like. Adralis Chapman, the pitcher. If you take right. him out of the 2016 Cubs lineup, do mm -hmm. the Cubs win that World Series? Right. Who knows? If you take certain guy, if you take you know Matthew Perry out of Friends, is that show successful after one season? Right. If you change one character in Seinfeld, if you you know one lyric in a song, it changes. You know, it's it's all a puzzle, and those guys made the perfect. They fit I think so, yeah. perfectly. I mean, I think so about this. I don't know if I think that much about TV shows are like that. Cause I think sometimes <laughs> actors, we think like, yeah, you try to, you know, you start bossing people are just asking for more money and then they replace you and then people move on. Well, know? that's <laughs> you know? for, for most, for most things. Yes. But I'm trying to, yeah. I'm was trying to speak to like You're iconic, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, what did they killed off the dad in good times after a season, right? Because he wanted yeah, right. like he was like, "Hey, these storylines," and they're like, "Yep, you're gone." Like, oh, what? So mm. you're right. People, Valerie asked for more money. Valerie Harper asked for more money on the show called Valerie, and they said, "We'll kill you right. off and change the name of the show and run three more seasons." And they were like, <laughs> "She was like, fuck." <laughs> so that does happen. Yes, very mafia. It's kind of about. right. Like, hey, I'd, I'd like <laughs> yeah, it's my yeah. show. I'd like more money. In fact, we're gonna kill you give you no money right. and then turn the show into something completely different and forget you ever existed. How about you take a walk? Yeah. <laughs> How about you take a, a pay cut and get the fuck out of my office? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I made him Italian. Well, because you were talking mafia, that's, 
that's that's uh, your, that's your personal prejudice. Admit, because racism is part of my humor. What? It's gone. What are you talking about? Racism <laughs> is gone, bro. We talked about this. It's we gone. We solved it. We solved it. Remember, there was they had a parade with those two people from St. Louis with the guns, keeping everybody at bay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was amazing. Uh, yeah, no. God, sorry. Right, uh, no, 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 I was gonna say that's a. You're right about that. Like it's, it was a. It's like a, a chemistry experiment or something like it. the right people bringing the right formula together and the right amount of personalities. You know. You yeah. Know, int, I, in intermang entanglement, not to. No, but I mean, I can It's like a group of friends. You know, I mean, you, a good yeah. group of friends isn't all the exact same. They each guess, bring something different to the group. Like the Beatles. The Beatles, that's a good example. That's a great like, example. Any good band that lasted longer than, you know, a one-hit wonder is... Right. is you t and, and again, it's very rare that you can take a piece of the puzzle out and put another piece in, and it works. ACDC, Van Halen, you know, those right. are very rare uh, instances. Uh, is it InSync, one of those? Backstreet? Who did they or replace? Maybe? I don't know. No, I think it's Menudo. I'm thinking. Well, Menudo <laughs> changed every. That was like a rotating lineup. Yeah. I didn't under. I didn't know that when I was a kid. I was like, these guys just are changing all. Like, what? How do yeah. Mexican kids age differently than me? Because it's so. <laughs> one day everyone almost has a mustache, and the next day they're like twelve again. You're like, that's they just recycled children. Yeah. Um. But you, you did thought it was a Mexican thing. I, I didn't know. I fucking little again, a little Midwest poor idiot. Sheltered, poor sheltered John. Dude, I knew I knew of Mexico. I had seen the Incredible right. Hulk. And that's where my and I watched baseball. That's where my culture was at that point. With simplicity, I like it. Dude. Keep it keep it easy. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to meet uh the 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 main guy, Dev Devin, you said his name was? Yeah, Devin yeah. Harris. Devin Harris, who is now the motivational yeah. speaker, traveling all over yes. the place. What are the other guys up to? Do you know? I don't know. I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really keep up with them. Yeah, you know, I just sort of made money off of their image and bounced. Well, uh, dude, <laughs> no, no, the, I'm kidding, but not. the f the. F <laughs> I was just gonna say the funny thing is that like as as untrue as the movie is to the actual yeah. story, the stuff they did keep in. They did crash. They did walk across the finish line. They did not carry mm -hmm. the sled because those things weigh fucking like 500 pounds or whatever. Right, um, right. But, but they pushed it. They pushed it. Right, right. Yeah. But so they, cro they crossed the line and they, 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 and they came back. So those things were, were kept in the movie. And the bobsledders knew the movie was kind of uh, blown out of, you know, made into a Hollywood thing. And the fans mm -hmm. also knew. The people from Jamaica who had watched it, they knew the real story. They'd followed the whole thing. But they mm. still embrace that movie. People still love it. It's not like they're like, ah, they didn't capture any of the real. It's like they still love that movie. Even though they know yeah. that that might not have been how it went down, the fact mm. that it highlights that period of time in their lives when if you were there, I'm sure it must have been exciting as fuck, you know? Just I think, I, yeah, I think that the, the, the movie, though, in all fairness, captured the essence of the who these people were, their character and their tenacity and their this strength, or the uh, audacity to even attempt D something. Exactly like that. the balls to even go. Uh, why can't we do this? Yeah, chutzpah. Chutzpah. There you go. That's very uh, Jewish Yiddish. of you. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> yeah. I like Yiddish words because they very they capture exactly the meaning of something. Sometimes oh. it's so specific. Yeah. You know what I mean. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it shocks people though. Like, what? Is he, is he using what Yiddish? Hey. <laughs> Own it, baby. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be a schmuck. I don't use Yiddish. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you sound older, This just so you know. I, 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 it does make you sound like someone's like sort old of old, an old uncle or something that's like, that's my uncle Raul. He's from he's from the homeland. Yeah, he, that's how he talks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how we talk in Trinidad. It's like a Trinidad thing. <laughs> and that's and that's where you're. Oh, geez, I just kicked my camera. And that's where you're from, right? Trinidad originally. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yes, which is which which is uh, it's a good thing to clear up because a lot of times on uh, I don't know if it's on uh, what we Google or one of those uh, oh Wikipedia. It's like Ask Jeeves. He's from he's from Trinidad. Wait, maybe he's not. You know, I was like, I think what's I did the maybe art. he's not? Why is that? Well, here's the deal. I did a I did a interview in a, one of those British magazines. I can't remember the name of the magazine, but they uh, and I said they were asking me about my credits and all that stuff, and I said, yeah. I said so. I was telling them how I got in Cool Runs. I said, yeah. Well, I made up all this stuff about my credit because it was pre Google. So in my resume, you know, you lie in your resume and you say, yes, yeah, I was too. in that movie, in this movie. I had plays that I was in in middle school listed <laughs> in my first resume. Right. <laughs> well, I had that, except my middle school, I mean, my uh, earlier career allegedly was in Trinidad because I figured who the who's going to check, who's going to call up a theater and see if I did a play in Trinidad? No one. Right, they just have to kind of... Even if you had that it. now, they wouldn't even do a Google search on that, I bet. Like, what? I'm not looking that up. <laughs> right, it's too much energy. <laughs> no, but so I, so I said, I said to the guy, I said, yeah, I lied about all my credits in Trinidad. And he wrote, he, he possibly lied about, lied about being from Trinidad. Like he said, there's no Google, so he lied about being in Trinidad. So I was like, wait, I didn't make up the whole culture. <laughs> I didn't make up my life, I just made up some credits. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So then I would, st consequently, after that, I would start getting, like, I would get an interview and people were like, so are you, are you not from Trinidad? And like, you know, like people trying to get mad. hold me to the fire and, and people from Trinidad, hey, are you from here or not, buddy? Like, <laughs> like I would get all these um, DMs. Well, because, you know, they, they probably for, uh, before they read that, were like, there's, that's my guy. There's the guy that's from where I'm from. There's That's the true. guy who I can relate to. And then they're like, oh, this guy, he's not from where he says he's from. It's like, motherfucker, nobody's legit. And then they're, right. that's why they're like, it's probably a little hostile. Like, hey, bro, are you or not? Like, what's and up? people love conspiracy, though. They're like believing that they want to hear the scoop, you know? What would the, f mean, first of all, what would the scoop, other than pretending to be there so that you could get the, sh what is the scoop there? Actor lies to get role. Like, oh, fucking mind blowing. <laughs> That's a story. <laughs> right, right. But you didn't just go in and audition for this thing. No. No, no. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was helping them cast the thing. I was the reader. You didn't have enough credits to be right. considered an actor. No. Isn't I was not. that fucking stupid? Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of how they do, they do it. They were they, here's the deal, John. They were afraid of the movie, so they were thinking no one's gonna like. Right now, we all think it's this great thing, or well, not all of us. Some I'm sure just people who hate it. But who? How, first of all, honestly, I would love to meet someone. I just rewatched it the other day because I wanted to be. I wanted to be fresh in my mind. Mm. And then I was reading all these articles, and you see, you know, how the Eastern Bob, Eastern European bobsledders are assholes in the movie. 
then this right, article right, right, with right, Devin, right. he's like, he's like, first of all, nobody was mean to us because we're from Jamaica. Who doesn't love Jamaica? Like to, right, right. to watch that movie and then to, I can see maybe being indifferent to it and going, yeah, it's a cool story, whatever. I don't care. But like right. to be, to not to go, no, fuck that movie. Nah, like you gotta be, well, you're probably a Nazi. I don't know what else you would be <laughs> if you didn't like that movie. No, I think it was mostly people, Caribbean people, ah. who, who were kind of like, well, that wasn't authentic enough. Do you know what I mean? And like there Dougie, Doug isn't, you know, he's not from there. Is he? Yeah. No, well, his dad is Jamaican, but he was oh. doing, uh, here's the deal. What happened to us was where people, it's hard to explain that to everyone. So I just leave it alone. But what happened was they were afraid of us doing really thick accents they got they were like hey people are gonna they kept saying iowa for some reason people are not gonna watch this in iowa <laughs> what this, like where are you from john i'm from illinois it's next right. to iowa i know exactly. what they're saying but also <laughs> yeah. there's gotta be more of a fuck those people this is the movie we're making and then right. reach the audience the movie was intended for do you know what right, I mean? Right. And that's not, <laughs> right. it might not be crusty old white farmers, but it's going to reach right. people. But we couldn't say that. Like, I couldn't no, say, right. uh, hey, fuck this. It's a Disney Marlon movie. Wayans. This is your big break. I don't <laughs> care for any of this. You guys are pieces of shit. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thanks for coming in. Psycho. You, you would be interviewing Marlon Wayans right now about the <laughs> Because that's Dude. who probably would have played it, <laughs> you know. They probably would have made the whole thing a Wayne's Brothers affair, right? <laughs> but I'm saying, like, so they kept kept coming down on us on the accent. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Especially when we got to Jamaica, they're like, "Whoa, whoa, cut! That's too much Jamaican." Because we got more authentic. Because you're just you're listening to people. You're talking person. to the locals. Exactly. You're just you know. I would sound Jamaican after a week there. You know, you're sleeping with Jamaican, so you're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start talking Jamaican. Yeah, <laughs> this is how I talk to the ladies when we're done shooting for the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which must have been something, man. A film crew, like a full-on Walt Disney movie. Like it's not, it's not a low-budget, right. rinky-dink thing. Even though they might have been scared of it, they might not have wanted to give it their full backing. It's still a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. produced and known to be a Disney movie. They went to Jamaica with a full crew, probably right. hired locals to be PAs and stuff like that because they know the area best. Yeah. And the rest is locals going, God damn, they're making a fucking movie in our backyard. This is awesome. Right. Well, <laughs> or or we hate too. this. Yeah. It, well, some of the crew is Canadian and I'm going to blame it on most of the Canadians, but not, not that I'm <laughs> blaming them for this, but a lot of people, uh, left their spouse and whatever and just stayed and just hung out with like lived in jamaica <laughs> like there were a few incidents of people like uh there were extramarital affairs let's just say well like, but you're talking like what people did in vietnam you're talking like soldiers went over there yeah. fought in a war met a woman and then right. stayed there and, yeah, and had some, a some of them were women who met men. So well, I'm saying like, ah, like they're, ah, yeah. they're war babies. Well, they're cool runnings babies. Babies. Oh war my babies, God, dude. That's... Not war, but yes, cool runnings party babies or whatever you want to yeah, call yeah, them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Good time babies. Yeah. <laughs> good time babies. That's better. That's cool better runnings. Good time babies. babies. <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, that's a really, that's funny because I've never been to Jamaica, but I feel yeah. that it's a place that what, as soon as you get off the plane, you probably feel it and you're like, oh yeah, this is yeah. what life can be if I just take a breath and yeah. don't worry about my next meeting, my next text, my next phone call, social media, yeah. fucking all that shit. Because everybody mm -hmm. there, it's, it's, it's just a... And when I say slowed down, I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just a slowed down way of life. It's a, a slowed down existence. It's taking the time to give a shit with oh, everything yeah. that I, you're doing. I think if it wasn't for the poverty, like those people would take over the world. Like I mean, I'm saying like everybody would be like, hey, wait, why am I running around doing all this crazy stuff? Why not just live like these guys? I, you know, it's that we send kids to Washington DC in eighth grade in America. That's like a thing. You could take a class trip, go to DC to learn how fucking what a bill becomes a law and your vote doesn't matter. And the electoral college is still, it doesn't, the trip to DC is fun when you're a kid, mm -hmm. but like a trip to somewhere like Jamaica might be a better life experience for a kid like me from the Midwest to go see how different yeah. culture, different way of life, not worrying like my dad was always going to, I'm going to miss the train. I'm late for work. I got to do that. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's like go somewhere where it's like, yeah, I'm like two hours late for work, but my boss is also three hours late for work. It's we're going to get, well, the job will get yeah. done just as efficiently without all the stress and without the early death of, you know, um, that stress yeah. brings on. Yeah. Well, people live longer to work at these jobs, <laughs> one and two, and the jobs get done better because jobs are done better when it's when you're not stressed when you i've not under stress a, a definite theme that keeps coming up on on this podcast when you do anything with mm -hmm. love there's uh a, there's no failure so like even right. if if you're even if it's just like taking the garbage out or you know with just that sense of um like a like if I'm just picturing like being in Jamaica and and having my mom tell me I got to get to school, but not in a way that's like, huh? You missed the fucking bus, and then I got to drive you, and then I'm gonna be late for work, and then I'm gonna get my doc, uh, my pay gets docked, and then we don't get this, and you're not having fucking McDonald's for dinner or whatever right. the whole fucking chain of events would be. It's just like I don't know how what I'm trying to say. It's just like I feel like kids who were like me would have benefited more from a trip to somewhere like Jamaica than we did. I mean, I started smoking cigarettes when I went to D.C. I could have started smoking weed, you know? <laughs> so you would have been a better, uh, better for your uh, nervous system. My nervous system, <laughs> probably my attitude, you know? Well, I mean, you're right. I feel like travel, though, isn't that one of those things, travel and learning about other cultures and stuff like that gives you a definite advantage more than a disadvantage. I mean, people want us to just live in bubbles and away from each other, but I think we learn more from, like, we learn more from the different cultures. I learn more from being in the Caribbean and being relaxed. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But then when you you go to some place where it's very cold and you they have to get shit done, you go, you know, a little bit of organization is good too. <laughs> so <laughs> the you guys shot. Where'd you shoot first, Jamaica or Canada? <clears throat> we shot in Canada first. Okay, first, yeah. Wow. I just mean, I just mean, but but so in I general, mean, yeah. I just mean in general, but like when I live, when I hang around, I realize, man, we have so much fun in the Caribbean. Like it's nonstop fun to me. You know, when the, if you're not, if you're not uh, subjected to poverty, if you're not poor and you just have like a, I'm not even talking about rich, just a regular able to just 
pay your bills or whatever. Man, yeah. you, it's I, I look at it and I go, God, it's everything's fun there. Everything Christmas, you know, you know, Sunday, you know, <laughs> you know, Dude. everything is just cool if you're not starving. But I there mean, is a I, lot of poverty there. There is a lot of poverty because of, uh, you know, uh, colonization and all that stuff. And uh, the resources, I could get into a whole thing. Well, but it's just, first world I feel like it's countries it, kind of across the board, though, uh, there's yeah. poverty in the United States because the wealthy hoard the money. Right, right. It's, it's, it's just billionaires right. hanging on to money that they'll never spend in their lifetime for no reason other than right. the fact that they're greedy. And corporations and, you know, yeah. this corporations, when corporations go down to places like that, it ends up creating an imbalance of rich. But they need that. That's something that people need so that you can get cheap labor force. You know, it's not, I'm not saying they need it like uh, moralistically. I just said right. that's. That's their strategy. That's, that's how. What that's what they. They need. Yes. Right. That's that happens to be their modus operandi. <laughs> right. All right. But, well. Good. Politics aside. Um, politics aside. I feel like I want to get back in because we were talking about accents and we got off. <clears throat> like why? Why they oh, didn't? So, they didn't want you to even audition for the movie, but you were still in the room reading with everybody. Yes, but what I wanted to say about Dougie Doug is oh. like uh, he did a rendition because they started coming down on us so far. He's just like, I'm just going to make up a safe version for them to be leave me alone. So, so he came up with like his fun Jerry Lewis, if Jerry Lewis was a Jamaican <laughs> accent. Is that how he described it or is that how everyone else described That's it? That's how I described <laughs> him. And, and Ladies, go. And then he kind of, I think he kind of uh, embraced it, embraced it, you know? Yeah. He was like, you know what? Let's just get him off our backs. And uh, because, you know, it's funny because I had him on my podcast. And when I hear him do the accent now, I was like, well, uh, I always think, well, that was a good Jamaican accent. Why didn't you do that in the movie? <laughs> He's like, I wasn't allowed to. And he was like, well, are you crazy? You were there. You saw it. And it's true, especially me, too. They kept saying, whoa, 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 too much, because I was supposed to be an erudite, like a rich kid kind of. a Yeah. So I had to be. They said, you could have no accent at all if you wanted. That's what they told me. I go, well, I'll do an accent, but I'll lighten it up. Interesting. Interesting. But I don't get much flack, but uh, well, to my face, <laughs> but I'm sure behind my back. People. Do you think? Do you think that there are people that are like that accent is such shit? Like, I mean, I don't. Th I, honestly, I don't think people completely know. I think people sometimes the most people are fine with the even even Devin is like, yeah, I get it, you know. But I think uh, like a Jamaican accent is hard to do. That's what Jamaicans people like. I see a lot of movies and most people fail at it. We probably would have done much better if we were allowed to be free. Yeah to just do it but i just i just know that some people <laughs> kind of like some people who are especially the more we get into like uh you know everybody's on google and and we're, the world is just aware of each other now we're just in each other's space and we're like wait i've i just watched a youtube video and that's not what he sounded like you know a guy from kingston double no, that's dude that's a good the internet makes people think they know you right it's like, so, because uh, I've seen your stand-up, I've listened to your podcast, I've seen all your movies, and uh, you're on my computer screen where my friends go, so we're friends. Yeah. I know you. I have the right yeah. to comment on your life and your existence. And they, 
Exactly. They think that Facebook friends are actually friends. Really? You have 3,000 friends? Really? Dude, I love that. I used to, when Facebook started, people back in Illinois, you got 5,000 friends? I'm like, yeah, what's that joke? Like I got 5,000 Facebook friends and I still can't get a ride to the airport. So I don't have any fucking friends. What are you talking about? Right, right. <clears throat> um, cyber friends. Cyber friends, <laughs> sure. People that pay attention to if I do something, which I am very appreciative of. Yeah, I'm just here to judge you. I'm not here to actually be your friend. I'm not going to be your friend, be your friend, but I will <laughs> tell you when you fuck up and call it out for sure. Yeah. Forever. Forever. For forever. Because as long as the internet exists, but which probably forever. Um, so I, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of getting this. You, you're, um, you were a reader for the, for the auditions. Oh, right, right, right. Um, not an actor. You were hired because that's, this is what I think is funny when you talk about the accent thing, you were hired because of your accent. You can do. Yeah. You're right. To help people with their accents. So you're like a authenticity guy. And then they're like, no, that's too authentic. Yes. Well, when they actually, here's the deal. When they actually started filming the movie, like, I think, I actually think that Disney didn't want to do this movie, but they wanted the, they wanted the story to a sister act. Sister Act Two or whatever it was, the the same producer had 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 some sort of story uh, story arc for, about a gospel singer uh, about a person in the inner city who who had changed these kids' lives through teaching them in the choir and stuff like that. And they wanted that story arc. They're like, hey, we could add that to Sister Act Two. And but it was a separate script altogether, much better script than Sister Act. But anyway, this is a real thing. So wait, so Sister Act two, you're saying is better than Sister Act? I'm saying maybe it's. I'm saying that the the, the actual real story it wasn't they that they added to Sister Act was based on a real person. Ah, okay. And so the producer of Cool Runnings had that story, and they said, "Hey, we'll we we'll take your story, we'll buy your story from you, and add it to Sister Act." And she says, all right, well, let me do my Jamaican movie. And I was like, all right. That's how Cool Runners just kind of got done. Wow. And so, so what if, what, how funny, and I'm sorry, I don't care uh, what, I mean, I guess I, I'm not, I don't care what your opinion is, but in my opinion, <laughs> Cool Runnings has far, uh, has reached more people uh, for, uh-huh. for better than Sister Act or Sister Act 2 combined. And I'm not saying the story about the lady isn't good. I'm saying Cool right, Runnings right, right. is a movie that should have been made, and for them to not to hesitate on it is is funny. It's laughable. Yeah, I think I think they get they, that same producer. Her name was Dawn Steele. I think that uh, she just had she got the ens- essence and the the dignity of the of the movie, and I think she just wanted to. She knew it wasn't going to be an exact story, but she goes, "I want to capture the essence of what these guys did." and and John Candy also uh, had the same sort of um, goal in mind. Well, you know, I was def- I'm definitely going to ask you about about Candy. I like that um, when you said dignity. I like that because Don Steele, the producer, um, that's that's right. Like even though the movie is technically would be considered a comedy, probably um, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the characters aren't. Um, clowns. They're not. They're not clowns. Yeah. They're. I buy that they're real people who had these things happen, and now they're kind of thrown in on this team. It just there. There is like a. It's it's 
It's a dignity. It's respectable. It's 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 not like man, we can't. It's it's fish out of water in the best possible way, <clears throat> and not in a slapsticky. Right, right you, right. you guys aren't the Three Stooges or the Four Stooges. You're, you know, the, you're the, you're playing human beings. You gave these people life. You know, these characters life, like a legit, grounded right. existence. Yeah, we were playing it real. I mean, I mean, it was humorous, but we were playing it, and especially when you're around these guys, we've got to meet the guys, and they're they're not, they were they're not buffoons, and but they're athletes. They're actually pretty good athletes, dude. <laughs> You know what I mean? They just happen to not have not been bobsledding, but they're badass athletes. <laughs> First of all, I mean? to compete in an Olympic sport that you've basically just picked up, yeah, proves that you have an Olympic prowess that is beyond most human beings. Right. Because I don't care what the sport is, most people that make the Olympics have been doing that thing since they could walk. Right, exactly. They didn't just pick it up when they were in their twenties or late teens. They like, and they had the environment to the environment, practice on the push, the like. You know, they had the parents drive them every day. Fucking do it, do it. Like the it's, it's insane. And, it's insane. And they're doing the sport in the elements that they're conditioned to living in. Yeah, like these guys were not. There's no snow in Jamaica at all, unless you like go inside a refrigerator but even then there's not enough to make a bobsled not, track so it's not room yeah they make it look <laughs> the training they give them in the make you guys do in the movie yeah is completely <laughs> it's for comedic effect only <clears throat> it's to right, show right, the right. it's to show the people it's like a montage of the community getting behind you kids around right, laughing right. at you you're attempting this it's a try right. candy's pushing you guys but like when the guy i read the article with Devin and he's like, no, you can't train for bobsledding in a push cart going down a rocky hill. <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense. It's ice. You're going on ice. <clears throat> so how did they train? What is there? How did they fucking get on a bobsled and figure it out? Well, I saw one of the things that they had training in, in Kingston. It was a, uh, it's actually a track. There's actually a bobsled, but they're pushing it on a track. It looks like a, like a train a rail Kind of like what you when you see it a uh, roller coaster. Yeah, like a dolly track kind of deal. Yeah, and yeah. they were actually pushing it and that stuff, and they worked on that for a while. Oh wow! But then they, I think, eventually they had to go to. They went to different places. To I can't remember the countries, but they went to a few countries and trained. They had to actually raise money to go go to a winter place to finish their training to actually jump in and go down the ice and all that stuff. Wow! And that was pretty. That's it's astronomical it's like i'm like in awe of these dudes because i was as an actor uh a couple of the stunt guys were like hey you want to really go down you know just for fun and i was like yeah we weren't supposed to do it it was it was like an insurance nightmare oh my so god kinda, that's my other question is did you ever actually get on a bobsled and go down to shoot uh well i guess so, i won't get in trouble now but no yes. the movie's a, it's kind of it's in the past <laughs> imagine they take away all my residuals <laughs> <laughs> because because they watched this podcast <laughs> hey we were watching that john huck guy and he had yeah we saw raw we're gonna take his we're gonna take all his money now he lied to us 
Well, yeah, we, uh, me and uh, I could just be saying this for entertainment effect. You could so. be a total liar. Just we'll we'll go ahead and assume that you're lying, and yes. that also stunt guys, for the record, are awesome. So if they were like, right. "Hey, you want to have a run down this?" You always say yes because they're going to take care of you because they know it's their ass if anything happens to you. Exactly, that's just so true too. But and they did, they were smart. They didn't let us drive. Fuck no. They let they let you sit in the middle or the and they didn't let you be the brake. Nope. Person. You're either you're just you're riding. That's you're it. just a passenger. Just they just teach you how to shift your bodies. Just don't fuck us up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so do you 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 just follow? You you kinda have to stay in sync with them and you kinda have to be pay close attention. But you're I tell you the adrenaline is so insane and the speed you're like, uh 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 you're you are actually doing it like because you have no choice. You yeah. see that head in front of you and you're like, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. How and fast you, and do you get really going? Just, I, 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 I thought I was going like a thousand miles an hour, but they Warp were like, speed. relax. You're probably <laughs> going doing 70. Like most but, dude, but dude, 70 on a sled? In a tub? Yeah. Keep thinking about like, have you ever gone tubing down a, a hill in the snow? Yes, 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 right. yes. You can get some speed going. You're right. not, and you're not even close to going. Say, I can't ride my bike seventy miles an hour. But when you like, you're you're going up these. It's it felt faster than any roller coaster I had ever been on. It was for it sure. It was ridiculous, yeah. and I was like, "What? What the? How are these?" And then and when after I did it, I was like, "How in the? What the hell? How? What were they thinking?" Like I was like, the, "This is the sport be, they chose." Yeah, like uh, really. And it's freezing, and you're wearing these tights, and they say, "Oh yeah, they're made, they're, you know, made with a special type of linen and whatever the material to keep you warm." Get the, I didn't know why it's cold. Dude, you were freezing. cold. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, these are tights. These are freaking tights. Yeah, I'm wearing yeah. nylons essentially. This isn't and helping. It's, and it's zero degrees outside. No. Yeah, exactly. They're like, but I was like, it's a placebo effect. Like they make you think that no, 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 it's, it keeps you warm. No, Plus, you're warm. You're warm. Trust me. Just keep telling yourself that. Like, uh, like tell that to my balls. Yeah, because they're bright blue and about to fall off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus, man. But shooting. Do you think shooting in Calgary first was better? Meaning, by the time you guys got to Jamaica, yes, you were like, now nah, yes. we can have some fun. We're almost done with this movie. Yeah. We're in Jamaica. I mean, don't get me wrong. We had fun in Calgary because everybody really hold these guys to such high esteem that we kind of vicariously get some of the. the oh, love. because so you like, were dealing with like real bobsledders and the and the uh, what is yes, it? Yes, who were people who were there and had met these guys? So the Jamaicans, like you'd go to uh, like a restaurant and you'd see like their their picture up, like the '88 Olympic guys. People like, loved oh, them. People, people loved them. Yeah. I think I think I think people are right. The East Germans and all that stuff, all that stuff, that was just for movies. Of effect. course, you need a villain, you need a foil, and white Russians make the perfect villain. Yeah, we needed a nemesis and yeah. who who also East never Germans. did anything wrong to you. They didn't like no. fuck with your sled. They didn't they would just like yeah. smoke cigs and go, Ah, you suck and then you guys were like, Ah, you guys are annoying and then in the end they clap for you. Yeah. It's like they were foils. Well, I did get in a fight. I did get in a fight. Oh, that's. I'm sorry. You guys got in that that bar brawl, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's because you you need to have a bar brawl in a movie. <laughs> it's about hard drinking athletes. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to let off some steam. That's true. They do. They do push you to fight. That's a good point. But still, even then. Yeah, you know. when the, you had to show that there was skepticism about because even the Jamaican people back in Jamaica were, were skeptics about us embarrassing the country and all that stuff. I think that was for the movie. You mean? 
Yeah, in the yeah. movie, in the movie, and I think that's that is a, a big Caribbean theme because uh, because there's so much uh, there. The country relies on uh, tourism and also like their, you know, their publicity. Yeah. So anybody doing anything to make them look silly or stupid or yeah, laughable. They, they yeah. Then they're like, you know, they they're like, wait, we don't want to be laughed at in the world stage again you're not they weren't those guys weren't clowns so yeah. the comedy in the story comes from physical activity and the idea of being fish out of water but not laughing at you. right you know what i mean there's never any of that um i was gonna well i was i guess calgary that interesting i was that was i'm psyched that you did get to take a bobsled run did all yeah. did all the actors get on or take one I, or was it? I don't I don't know because we did it secretly. We weren't supposed to do it. So I know myself and I think Malik did it. I don't know about everybody else. I think they might have been they might have obeyed the rules because we weren't supposed to do that. Yeah. Well, no. But I was I, like, I'm not gonna leave. And also it was like it was like two days of filming left when I did it, or three days of filming, and it was like, I gotta do this. I can't leave this place and not the, and I I'm not in that many scenes coming up <laughs> and also <laughs> like it's one of those things i'm sorry but if you know you have that opportunity that is not a normal human opportunity right. that is not something 99 percent of the people you know will never take a run down a bobsled thing yes you know what i mean so right. it's like being it's like working in a production and then getting to go backstage at the hollywood bowl or underneath right. somewhere or up above or through some tunnels or whatever that no one else is ever going to really get to see or not that many people but like you gotta take because you don't want to be on your deathbed going remember that time i obeyed the safety rules and didn't take that pop? like <laughs> exactly. you're never going to have that come but you are going to be like god damn that was yeah. hilarious you know that was know. fun that's the fucking that's um, hey kids gather around let me tell you about the times i almost did shit <laughs> Dude, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, exactly know. exactly is yeah. is cool runnings they say this in the and i could google this as a simple search is cool runnings really a jamaican phrase uh it, you know cool runnings is a thing that was yes it was in, in it was. Reggae, reggae songs and uh stuff like that there were, it, but it wasn't like a popular phrase you know, it's not. They made it more more colloquial than it actually yeah. was. Yeah, they it brought like it. They brought it in to it like kind fringe. of fringe. It was a fringe phase. It wasn't like people in Jamaica went, "Okay, cool runnings, man. See you later." Yeah, exactly. like they weren't. They weren't doing. <laughs> exactly. It's like you know, no, uh, no one, no one, not a lot of people say, uh, "How's it doozy?" You know. Right. <laughs> yes. Very fringe. Very fringe. You're like, huh? <laughs> Um, you talk you you talk briefly about um, working with John Candy, and now this was <clears throat> the third movie. Like only two, he only had two more movies come out after Cool Runnings before his oh, death. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he was already <clears throat> at the end of his career, in a sense, with Cool Runnings. But you say he, and you said this on the last podcast we did. <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> but. Uh, you said he knew he was there to bring attention to you guys and the story. Yeah, I think he, I think he, uh, well, the way he explained it to us is that he, he, <clears throat> he knew, uh, get some water, man. Yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I just don't know how to mute this. So you have to hear it. I feel bad. No, I don't care. <laughs> it's a podcast. It's a <clears throat> pandemic, man. You think, 
That's true. I don't you, want people to think could, I'm dying either. Yeah, you you could as long as you're healthy, you're okay, and it's yeah. not a COVID cough. Exactly. It's just we're, we're it's good. <laughs> there we go. Make sure. All right. Anyway, but uh, by the way, it's a pandemic. You could do whatever the hell you want at this point, and it's all acceptable. I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> um, I think he 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 thought it could have been uh, treated like a foolishly or slapsticky. And uh, if you notice, well, not, if anyone sees the movie and notice the way he plays it is a lot, he plays, he has a lot of pathos in there. He uses a lot of his uh, dramatic side to as well, because I think he was, uh, he wanted, he wanted, he took this, he took it seriously. He said to us, he said, he sat us down and said, hey, they don't know what they have here. This is a magical movie. He said, they don't, they have no idea because he goes, but us, he goes, we'll show them. He goes, you know, us being together, we could go off and be jerks and go out, do a scene and then go off to a trailer. But he goes, I think we should all hang out. We should bond. We should get to and make this the best movie possible. What is, how, I mean, as an actor, I mean, John Candy. First of all, I remember at the time I did that movie, I loved that movie, Uncle Buck. My mom and I, my mom and I loved that movie. And so I was kind of like, is Uncle Buck a great dude or what? Like at the whole time I'm in this watching. Isn't that I mean? great though to see a guy who you like for an actor from a movie that you love. Yes. And you meet him and not, you don't just get to meet him. You're working with him. You guys, you have more screen time in that movie than John Candy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's there working with you guys as an equal. And he's. Yeah, that's great, man. And he's, and he wants to hang out. Like I can't imagine yeah go to dinner and stuff you guys you want to grab dinner like what like it's so but also the truth about him though he's not movie star at all he's kind of like you in a way where where you don't you don't come off like hey i'm a great comedian guys (laughs) no i don't (laughs) for good reason (laughs) but that's a plus when you meet you meet huck you get huck's a great guy and then you see that he's a great comedian too like shit that's really cool so John Candy nice. was was like that in a way where he's like a you at no point after a while a few minutes of talking to him you're not like oh the great John Candy you're like he's just a dude such a regular dude that just happens to be dope on the on the mic as they say you know yeah yeah he must have been right at home in Calgary though yeah I feel like he, he's he's Canadian anyway he's I don't Canadian know, he, be- he was making fun of us about being cold and stuff. Oh, well, also, he had a little more layer. He had a few more (laughs) layers of skin on him than you did. (laughs) But that's that's an interesting point because he doesn't play. I do laugh his opening scene when he's talking to the radio and they're listening and he's bet his money on a horse named Tumbleweed. I think, you know, he's like, come on, Tumbleweed. And like, but he's not, but it's not a comical. He's not playing it for comedy. It's just comical that he's that big of a dumbass that he would do that. But he doesn't like. He smashes the radio, but he doesn't like have a lot of it's it's similar to planes, trains and automobiles. Like he doesn't he's not necessarily as funny as how funny the situations around his sincerity are. If that makes that sense. was what was great about him, though, too. Uh, his acting is that he was able to uh, sort of morph into the he didn't try to upstage anybody or anything. He just played the real, realness, realness. If it's even if the guy's broad, he played the realness of it, and that's what made you f- fall in love with the characters he plays, dude. You know, yeah, but that's... he was a lot like his 
persona on screen. I mean, I hate to be that guy, but like he was a, the dude was just as big heart, nice. Like I saw him, how he treated his fans and stuff. I mean, <laughs> just grabbing people and putting them in a headlock like strangers. It, it's like a, it's like Chris Farley, how Farley used to talk to yeah, fans. Yeah. I had friends that were in Madison, Wisconsin, out mm-hmm. drinking one night and they ran into Chris Farley and they can't like wherever I was, I ran into them later and they told me this story and they were like, dude, we ran into Farley. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. What was that like? And I'll never forget my one friend. He goes, dude, he was more pumped to meet us than we were to meet him. And we were fucking pumped. <laughs> like, because, yeah, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. that thing. Like, How you doing? Like bigger than life. And like you said, headlocks and yeah, 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 what's up? He's basically yeah, yeah, candy yeah. treated everyone like he was their older brother. Exactly. He was he was he was great. But he also was one of those guys who was like would look both ways. And can you believe we're getting away with this? Like we're getting to do this for a living. That was never lost on him. I think that no. is such a key element. Yeah, it's it's like me and Brian Irwin uh, used to talk about this because I where I live when I go out, try to go up Gower and I can see the Hollywood sign. Mm. And every time there's a split second that's like, fuck, man, that's awesome. You know, yeah. and 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 I and I've lived out here 21, 22 years at this point. And right, every time right, I see right. that sign, I'm like, oh, yeah, even when I'm going up mine and or, or going up Gower, and there's this homeless when it's like a zombie town. I'm still like, ah, hi, that's why yeah, Hollywood. That's right. All right. All right. It's just I, something that clicks. And when. Yeah. And, and 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 the and the magic of can you believe like whenever you're working, which is mm-hmm. can be so far and few between. But like every no. job, you're always like someone's going to figure out that they probably shouldn't pay me to do this. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right, right. And, and you feel like you're getting away with something and you're having, and when you're having fun and you're with people that are also yeah. having fun, it shows in the, the acting, it shows in the directing, it shows in the final product. Yeah. And that's what you guys have. I mean, every actor in that is a good, probably the main guy would be the least actory in terms of like what's going on now i would guess yeah probably but because i haven't i just i feel like i see you i see doug i see uh yule brenner who fucking decided (laughs) was it just because he was bald yes but but i will be honest that is a that is a definitely a jamaican thing or a caribbean thing to like give people nicknames that are are uh, 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 that attributed to movie stars. That's you know I, I'm I'm from I'm from Trinidad and and Trinidad we have steel drums there, and one of the one of the greatest steel drum groups was called the Gay Desperados, and it was off of a western. <laughs> and they had no idea, and then they went and they got it means happy. <clears throat> they they got summons to play in San Francisco, and they were like, man, everybody in this crowd is really happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, hey, the the group in San Francisco thought they were like a gay steel drum band. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and commissioned commissioned them to play at like some gay parade and the people had no they had no idea what was going on. So <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, that's real. That's, that's fucking real, that's funny, real dude. Man, people in San Francisco really like our steel drumming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, but 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 giving people nicknames. I remember uh, dudes named Clint Eastwood and stuff when I was growing up as a kid. Like they would give people names because the popular. guy the guy found a gun once, you know, 
Hey, Clint Eastwood. Walk, and then he, from that point on, his name was Clint Eastwood. It's very, it's very funny. It's very, it's like one thing related to one. It's like the connection is barely there. Right. Um, <laughs> I think it's Brett Ernst used to do a joke about uh, how Italian people <clears throat> insult black people by calling them famous black people. Right, right. right <clears throat> like, right. hey, why don't you and Tiki Barber get the fuck out of here? He's like, did he just call me Tiki Barber? Like, I guess. I don't know. Like, <clears throat> just random. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, we, it's 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 the thing. You, like, you see these movies, it sticks in your head. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Clint Eastwood, yeah. he has a gun. Fuck it. <laughs> That's really funny. But yeah, Ewell but... Brenner, um, uh, he's, he, that dude works all the time. Yeah, Not yeah, the real yeah. Ewell Brenner. He's dead. But M- Malik. <laughs> no, Ewell Brenner worked a lot, too. But, but he yeah. was alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Yule Brenner even worked after he was dead. Do you remember that? No. They had, dude, they the had anti smoking ads. Oh, I'm Yule Brenner and I'm dead. I died from smoking cigarettes. It was like this. That's oh, creepy. Oh my God. It was probably the creepiest fucking ad I've ever seen. God. And it still didn't get people to completely stop, <clears throat> I bet. Dude, there are people outside my apartment smoking cigarettes right now. Right, so you and Brennan, like, what was the point? Just creeping us out. <laughs> well, I think, I don't know. I think at the time, it might have done something. I don't think it was straight up just creeping. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so anyway, you and Brennan. But, but again, you guys work, since that movie, you've been working actors. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I've, I've, been, I've been getting parts here and there, but I feel like I do more stand-up than acting. Do Well... That's because you have that skill, I think. You know what I mean? Like you're able, and and you you like stand up, right? You enjoy it. I love it. Yeah, I yeah, love it. Okay. I if get that. Have... I get that feeling that you were talking about when I uh, like I've done it around the world, and I I remember I remember being in Denmark, Aarhus, oh. Denmark, like getting ready, like running, trying to get to my show, and I'm walking through the streets, and I'm like, and I I always do this dumb thing where I don't like to use a. Uh, map quest or whatever the hell it is just uh, try to get there on your own I try to figure when i'm in another country i look at buses i look at signs i feel like it helps my brain in, in intelligence <laughs> yeah well also getting lost a little bit will help you find your way exactly that makes sense <clears throat> but this time i i overdid it and i was running late late to the sh- my own show and i i found my way by i found where the show was because i saw little signs of me like the picture I had, the ad I had with me yeah. and Mike, and I followed the, the signs. And I'm like, I'm just a freaking barefoot kid from Trinidad. I'm in Denmark, watching following posters. my own picture. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was a surreal moment. I was like, can't like, should I be getting away with this? Like, exactly, like, dude. Like, exactly. And then you get there, and everyone's super happy, and you have a great yeah. time. I mean, that's the difference between. Um, a, one of the main differences between acting and stand-up is stand-up is an immediate and yeah. immediate connection with the people in front of you. Whereas absolutely acting is, you know, I, I don't know if you've heard the story about Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. His, no. That was his first movie. And he mm-hmm. comes out and he does that. His first scene was with, with Wang and they go into the gift shop and he's being a goofball. Hey, nice hat comes with a free bowl of soup. And and the, and the director's like, okay, let's do it again. And he hasn't do it three times. And the third time, he notices Rodney is just sweating, and he he goes up to him and quietly, he's like, hey man, is everything okay? He's like, 
oh, I'm dying out there. And he's like, no, what? No, this is fucking genius, dude. We're loving this. People are trying, they're biting their lips, trying not to laugh. And he's like, oh, nobody was laughing. I thought I was just eating it. Because he was so used right, to a stand-up right. comedy Feedback. audience dying at everything he says. And then right, all of a sudden, right. nobody's laughing. It's silence. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, right, it was right. really funny to me because that, it just shows you the difference, man. Acting is, and you don't even, you could think you're killing it in the moment. And yeah. with act, for me, I've had things where, oh man, I did really well on this. And then I see it and I'm like, I am a shitty actor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Well, you're, you're at the mercy of the editor, the director, the, you know, your, your scene partner is like, oh, that's that how you're going to play you, it? You might not get, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of yeah, how you might not get your vision of the character might never come through because again, like you said, it has to go fil be filtered through everybody else who's in involved. Dude, I was doing a scene in. Uh, Good. I was gonna no, say no, I was no. doing a scene in Cool Runnings and like, and I had I I I, I had the delusion that oh, like you're playing it with your part scene partner. I was doing a scene with my dad, and my dad's not even there in half of it. I look at that every time I look at that in a movie. I'm like, God, it was it was some grips hand. Oh, it was good. Yeah, here's your eyeline. Yeah, look here. Yeah. Put a put a little piece of tape on there. Yeah, because no one tells you like, oh no, that guy's a. We we're only paying him by the week, and it's like times. You know, we got. We've already shot all his footage at the door. Going, son, <laughs> come home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you then, you guys only had two scenes together. Right. But it's like, I was like, well, yeah, but this is a pivotal scene. Like, I, I got to play off of him. And they're like, hey, welcome to Hollywood, kid. <laughs> like, no. Play your pivotal scene off gonna... Steve's hand. <laughs> exactly. We're not going to pay him an extra, you know, 2500 just so you, to, so to you can your feel. eyeline. Because <laughs> you got a method you want to fucking pursue. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but see, that is that is kind of a welcome to Hollywood, like you're mm -hmm. supposed to because in those scenes you're like it's emotional you're talking to your dad it's like right and again you're like having to emote to a hand or a piece of tape right. or a guy's and i remember his, his hand was he had like a cut on his hand so it was <laughs> this is a band-aid just the worst hand <laughs> kept staring at it i was like that's the hand you use like now i want to know what what's what happened <laughs> <laughs> you got two hands right and that's the one you're holding up for me to look at god damn it <laughs> oh dude that is really funny man um well dude Raul, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time i appreciate it you are yeah, no. always a pleasure to talk to um uh, where no can problem. people see you i know we are in the middle of a pandemic do you have any any no, zoom like shows any I just I just been doing the podcast and that's it. My podcast, Stop Drop and Roll. It's on Anchor. I just been just been experimenting with it. You know, you need to come on fun? and be Yeah, you want to come on and do it? No, 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 I, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> of course, dude. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah, I, just, so, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I saw you had uh Doug E. Doug on. I didn't know. Oh if, yeah, that was fun. Do you guys are you guys all still in touch? Well, I hadn't been in touch with him for like three years, so so the podcast really feels like you're eavesdropping on our phone call, and that's we're just, awesome. We're though. just like catching up and going at it, you know, and that was kind of fun. That's all. I mean, I have like maybe one show, I think, uh, at an old folks' home, <laughs> the comedy really? show. That's that's supposed. Yeah, but I haven't been feeling like getting out there because it's because uh, we're in this epic center. Yeah, because you don't want to be a um, murderer. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. help murder people. <laughs> Old folks home seems like a terrible place to have a I outside so comedian come in during COVID. But they're all in the parking lot. And we're way hey, we back. We all out there? They're in their cars. It's like a, 
well it's not just the old folks people it's like the people that work there it's like the 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 relatives okay they're putting on a show for people that are there all the time but they'll stay in their cars that's that's what i'm told i'll let you know how it is i'll let you yeah man i've i haven't done a car show yet i did a couple of zoom shows early on yeah i don't i don't feel it man it's again you're not getting the connection it's just it's the rodney dangerfield thing like i'm dying out here it, dude it really does it feels like that and then afterwards you're like oh that was so funny and you're like okay i didn't hear any laughter so it yeah. was me talking to a microphone that's not plugged in because i don't know what to hold like I... right <laughs> the whole thing is insane it's insane yeah. um do you just real quick do you meet a lot of people who are fans of the movie who just approach you and know you from that movie well, here's the thing, man. I'm this this podcast. I like this movie soul, and I'm still talking about it on a podcast. It's 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 a pleasure to me. I don't I don't really care, like, because nothing I've done after that's been as fun or good. I mean, it's been great to make a living right. at this, but it's not. It's it's kind of like you get one of those, like The Godfather or whatever. Not saying it's The Godfather, but I'm saying no. But it's a but movie actors. that influences generations of people, <clears throat> right. and like. Cool Runnings is a movie that if you saw it when you were a kid, you're right. going to show it to your grandkids. Do you know what I mean? It's, right. it's a kind of movie that stays in your life. It's it, mm. you know, Everybody likes a sports underdog movie. Everybody yeah. likes that. I'm talking The Natural, Rudy, Wildcats, right. fucking you name a sport. There's been a movie <laughs> about how there was an underdog involved and people like that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Lou Gehrig's. Lou Gehrig's story. Love, what an underdog. He's still, and he's still playing. That's the crazy part. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it turns out Lou Gehrig's disease was um, he beat it. He beat it. it makes you immortal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But people want to feel like, and it's not about the winning and losing. Like they didn't, the Jamaican bobsled team didn't get the gold medal. They didn't even get on the podium. Right. But it, that's, but, but you know what? Nobody knows who did get on the podium in 1988. If you talked about the 1988 Winter Olympics, people are going to talk about that Eddie Eagle guy and the Jamaican bobsled team. Anybody else who trained their whole life to be noticed and looked at for that is forgotten. All the gold medal winners, they're forgotten. Nobody fucking knows who they are except for the people in their immediate families. And that's, or historians, Olympic historians. And there's nothing wrong with that. And those people are fine athletes. <clears throat> but there's just something to be said for being part of something that just by showing up, just by being there and giving it everything they had, they influenced a multiple generations of people from yeah. here on out and, and influenced people to make this movie, which is now in the lexicon of bobsledding forever. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> the, the bobsledding hall of fame. Dude. <laughs> Name a better such- movie about bobsledding. Oh, wait. It's the only bobsledding movie I never. <laughs> I would be, you'd be hard pressed to find like a real low budget indie movie like Bob Sled. Like, oh, I don't like this movie. But, uh, uh, well, people check out Rawl's podcast, Stop, Drop, and Rawl. It's uh, Anchor, you said? It's on Anchor. Yeah. Yeah, check. it's on several different platforms. Yeah, wherever podcasts are listened to, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, and then uh, if you haven't watched Cool Runnings in a while, I highly recommend going back and checking it out. It is very Amen. entertaining, Amen. inspirational, hmm. and positive. It checks every box that we like on this show. Um, it's it's all of those things. And, uh, you might watch it. it. You should. Have you, you make you, me well, want to watch it. When was the last time you saw it? <laughs> it's like 
10 years ago. <laughs> Dude, you should watch it because you're going to love your hair. You got sweet hair in that movie. <laughs> it's like this weird, it like comes over and then sort of comes up on the, on the sides. It's a yeah, very, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. intricate. I was trying to do a Carl Lewis. That was, that's who was popular back then. I thought you were about to say Carlton. <laughs> I was trying to do a Carlton. <laughs> Carl Lewis, that, it kind of, yes. I can also see yeah. how a little bit of aerodynamics because it looks like a, it's kind of almost, you know, like the yeah, wind might just. That's how my head shape, see? I don't know if you've noticed. It's kind of, it's yeah. like a house, like a roof of a house. Well, I think that's a normal, you got a normal shaped head. It's not abnormal, but the hair comes <laughs> up kind of on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good look. Uh, it was well. I was, I was also losing my hair in high school, so. <laughs> so, so. old before your time. Yeah, people used to ask me to go buy him beer. <laughs> hey, it's like, get dude, doing. He's fourteen, like, but he looks thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it in reverse. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for taking the time again. I appreciate hey, it. Again, always a pleasure. I uh, love you, buddy. And thanks, uh, man. I'll stay talk safe. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you too, man. You too. All right. Later. And that is Raul D. Lewis talking cool runnings, guys. Um, again, the D is important. The D is important when you look him up. He's not the cricket player. Don't forget that. Not the cricket player. No, you couldn't no. mistake him for the the cricket player. He's well, Raul D. The thing is, you can. They have similar smiles. You could, you could literally go. Uh, they're related. I mean, it, it's not that far fetched. The merit of uh, his but, acting skills will say different, John. Absolutely, absolutely. But what a fascinating story. What a way to get the part. What a way to just. Uh, yeah. What, just, my mind is blown by anybody who works with people like John Candy, and has and gets to have those experiences. You know, um, a clear, obviously, a life changing movie for him, and. For yeah. the people involved, the, the Jamaican bobsled team as well, even though their story isn't told 100% accurately, they are behind the movie. They love it. They People yeah. of Jamaica love that movie. It is inspirational for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely. And, you know, me, uh, you know, being born in 93, kind of growing with growing up with that movie, kind of just being on and my, you know, my parents loving John Candy and uh, watching together. It's just, it's a great way to, you know, shine a light on a story that, you know, and, Maybe uh, people before you know my time knew, but I wasn't aware of until this movie, you know. And it's it's just a great coming together where people can, uh, you know, everybody's everybody's uh, story is flipped, you know. Like the, it, it's such a great story that only lends itself to what the hell is going to happen next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. you know, putting a guy like John Candy in that movie made people made more people yeah. see it. I mean. And it yep. might sound weird, but like, he's not the main character. He's a side guy kind of, but people yeah. saw it as a John Candy movie and went and yeah. watched it and were, everyone was surprised and happy about it. Nobody was like, I fucking yeah. wanted John Candy. Where did I get these four inspirational fucks winning a fucking box? Right. Nobody was mad. <laughs> Nobody was mad. Right. Um, yeah. I know well, I what's great so, is that John Candy played what John can like the part that he needed to play, right? Like, yeah, maybe it was sensationalized, like the, you know, the way they trained, uh, you know, down the hill and the dirt roads and all that stuff like that. But like John Candy a brought a, right. They had to, they had to, yeah, they had to make it like me as a kid going, I want to be on that. I was one of the kids rolling, you know, running next to him going, yeah, you know, like th that was my era, you know? So it was like, Dude. that worked. That definitely worked yeah. as a storytelling element. But like, 
just the what what John Candy brought to the movie was so like just a just a a, a, a lovable guy that wasn't trying to get in the way. You know, he, he he was he was letting them be them, but just just nudging them in the right direction. Which is exactly what he did in real life on that movie. It's very yeah. interesting. His coach and who he was that that it just all kind yeah. of went hand in hand. Great stories. Uh, yeah. Great story. Great movie. Great guy. Check out everything Rawl does, and then you can watch Cool yeah. Runnings. It's on Disney Plus right now, so you can watch that if you want. Hell yeah. And uh, my Instagram is at j o n underscore h u c k. My Twitter is at j o n h u c k. Those underscores, man. Well, yeah. Uh, no underscores in mine. Uh, at Indy Fawcett. Keep it, yeah, keeping it simple. Uh, keep Fawcett it simple. like Farah. Indy like Indiana. You, Sounds you like it. a weird 70s sex move. <laughs> I gave you the Indiana Fawcett. Yeah, you know. You know how that goes. Uh, thank goes you so much. Failed for, podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, see you next time. <laughs>